This podcast is sponsored by Keeper Brand Fishing Apparel and Steam Juice Vape Juice. We'll provide the links to those companies in the description of the episode. And without further ado, here's episode 23. Hey guys, welcome back to Funny Blunt Truth. We're on episode 23. Uh, my name is Dave. Don's on a podcast and we have a special guest. Uh, her name is Jocelyn Hawley. You want to say hi? Hey everybody. <clears throat> So um, I'm really excited to have her on. Um, little little backstory. Um, so I have a Facebook, and and somehow I stumbled across <clears throat> Jocelyn's page, and um, you know she she has like uh, videos up, and uh, she's a very open and positive person, and uh, I kind of just like um, I, I just like like her messages, like like I said, very positive person, and I followed her. So fast forward a little bit, we have the podcast and then it just dawned on me. I'm like, man, I'm like, you know, we like to have interesting, positive guests with great stories. And it's like, why don't I just ask Jocelyn if she, if she would like to be on? So here we are. Um, <laughs> so I guess I can, uh, get to it and ask you the first question. Yeah. Well, thank so, you so much for having me and that introduction. No, thank you for being on. Like, like we're really honored. I really feel like you're a special, positive person. I really do mean that by following you. So, all right, Jocelyn. So, um, <clears throat> what can you tell like the audience about yourself? Just like your background, upbringing, just whatever you would like to share. Like, okay. Um, well, that's that's tough to start with, right? <laughs> that's Instead a broad one, years, right? Um, so I grew up actually in small town Vermont. Um, my family actually founded the town that I grew up in. So my family's lived there for a long time. I grew up there, um, loved the community, my friends, my family, grew up playing sports. And I think it's unique to grow up in such an environment, like where pretty much everybody knows who you are. Like not a lot of people have that, right? See, I didn't have that. I grew up in New York. And then I, and then... (laughs) totally different and then i moved to connecticut on 97 but i grew up in the inner city and uh yeah definitely not that <laughs> yeah so like new york city new york city yep. yeah um definitely a different world my sister lives there now so it's definitely a different world and i just feel very blessed i felt very loved growing up and supported um in all my endeavors you know there are always i think everyone faces challenges has crosses to bear in life but um, overall, I'd say just an average person, right? Or quote unquote normal, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, what's normal? <laughs> I don't really know, but I guess I'd fall into that category. Mm-hmm. And then I actually had um, my son actually very early. I was 19 when I had him. So I've been busy being a mom mm-hmm. since being a young adult, which is awesome and so rewarding, <laughs> challenging at times. Mm-hmm. But I just think I'm, I guess, just a normal person like everybody else. So I'm very, like, humbled and honored to be on here. Um, I've been to Vermont. Vermont was pretty cool. I like the outdoors and the wilderness. So I went to Killington once, went skiing there a long, long time ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Random story. <laughs> cool, Don. <laughs> So, uh, right. so let me let me ask you real quick. I'm going to jump in here. I'm not as familiar with you as uh, as Dave is. Uh, he was the one who made contact with you, which I think is a great idea. Um, do you think going on social media? Because um, if we're okay to talk about this, you got cancer and yeah. you went through treatment, and you posted a good deal of this up on social media, right? 
and uh, and told your story about uh, everything that's happening to you in real time? Yeah. Um, so when I first got diagnosed, I wasn't very open to sharing my story. I was, you know, dealing with the diagnosis and kind of making sense of it as best I could, figuring out what my new normal was going to be like. And um, prior to my first treatment, I had maybe told 10 people about my diagnosis. And I was planning on sort of calling a, a real lifetime out, doing my treatment, and then, you know, getting back at whatever real life was. And I decided shortly before my first treatment in May that I was going to post a video on Facebook announcing my diagnosis and what I was going through because I realized that if I didn't tell my story, someone else would or someone else have a perception of what was going on with me because I wasn't sure how I was going to look, how I was going to feel and all of that. And I knew um, I was still in Vermont at this time. Um, people would be able to tell that there was a difference. Okay. So I didn't want to be that poor kid's mom or, you know, that person who worked at the bank or, you know, with some sort of negative spin on it. Mm-hmm. I needed to tell the story in my own way. So it's so more, just, it's, it's not to interrupt, but it's you, what you're saying is you taking control of people's conversations then. You're saying, I got this, this is my life and I'm showing it to you how I want you to see it. Absolutely. And to see that, you know, cancer doesn't always have to be, I don't want to say horrible. I wouldn't say it's great. But I've known a lot of people who've had cancer and a lot of people in my family have and no one has survived it. So I needed to sort of take control and show people my prognosis was absolutely as good as it could be and that I was going to absolutely kill this, you know. Oh, amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Um, So (laughs) this is a really deep question. And and I'm like, I'm jumping right to it. Um, Okay. So. I'm really interested in what your answer is because, uh, like I said, like for the people listening, like I follow Jocelyn and, um, to touch on what, what Don brought up, um, she's very, she's very open with, you know, getting sick and like her life and stuff like that. And I found that like really brave and really, really inspiring. That's super brave, by the way. Super brave. Very courageous to do that. Yes. Very courageous, very inspiring. And, uh, I know you're reaching out and you're touching a lot of people. So, um, but anyway, to get to the question, um, what, this is really deep. What is, what is the meaning of life to you? Okay. Um, wow. So actually that's a tough one. I would say there's a quote about it and I, I agree with this, that, you know, the purpose in life is to find your passion or something to that effect and then to give it away. I think it's so important to share whatever God-given gifts you have with the world. And prior to this, it was probably something I didn't do so much because it does take being brave and courageous to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think enough people do it. You're because, right. you know, I think we're faced with so much negativity in the world. I don't generally focus on that, but I see where it comes from. You know, like people here, they're not good enough. They're not this, they're not that. But I think instead of focusing on the negative, you need to focus on the positive and what what good you can bring or we can bring as individuals to the world or gifts we can bring to the world. Sorry. Now, Uh, did did getting cancer change you into that viewpoint 
Because you were saying, I think you alluded to the fact that you weren't always that way, right? No, I was very guarded um, just due to my own life experiences. My um, youngest sister was diagnosed with cancer and passed away when I was in high school. And that actually sort of put me into a a space that was exactly opposite where I am now. Mm -hmm. I was so living in a space where I just thought everyone around me was going to die. You know, I knew it was like a matter of time. And instead of sharing my love and gifts with the world, I became guarded. It was sort of selfish of me. And my my faith was at an all-time low at that time, too. Not to cut you off, uh, Jocelyn, but uh, my stepfather died of cancer. He used to smoke, like, a ton of cigarettes. And uh, he passed away when I was, like, really young. I was, like, uh, 12 years old. And it affected me at the time in a in a really bad way. Like, it was traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, I could get into details, but it was, it was very traumatic for me. And, um, it had a similar effect on me. I just kind of, I grew up like my family was like really religious and going through that. I mean, it was just a crazy, like the same month my grandfather died. It was just crazy thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, it, it kind of like, it hit my faith at at an early age and I carried into like my teens and I kind of was like angry. And a little bit like resentful, like why, you know, he was such a great guy. And it was kind of like, why did it, why do bad things happen to good people? And I was very closed off and angry. And, um, but the episode is not about me, but I can relate to what you're talking about. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually the day my sister was diagnosed with cancer, my great grandmother passed away. I mean, it was just a really rough time. And, you know, when she did pass, I, I seriously was at an all time low as far as my faith went. And I sort of, I guess we can say went through the motions of life from there on out. You know, I questioned why, why really do anything? Does it really matter? I could you know, relate 100%. Yeah. Whereas now, and I learned the lesson that, you know, life is precious and that, you know, it can end any, any point in time, but I didn't, my reaction to that is different now. Whereas now I'm a little bit more proactive and like, you know, you have to give and share your love while you're here because who knows, you know, is, what is that, gonna... is that something difficult to maintain that type of positivity? Do you find that at any point, like you have to reinforce yourself to that? Cause I notice there's some people that you can follow on social media. They're always, you know, they've been through some hardships and mm-hmm. uh, they're extremely positive and it seems like they never have like a moment of doubt or anything. Do you still find yourself wavering here and there? Or is it just like, you know, you're pushing through or is it something that's just like, coming through you and you can't even control it like the positivity i have no doubt however i have i mean i have moments you know i am i am human i have um actually on tuesday i had a radiation planning appointment and it made me a little bit emotional in that they literally mark you up like i literally have red and blue marks on my chest right now with stickers over them that i'm going to have for the next six weeks and it didn't dawn on me that they were going to be there for six weeks until I actually got in my car. I'm like on the highway driving back home. And I was like, wow, I'm not going to be able to wear a swimsuit. I have to rethink, like, I don't even have clothes that are going to cover all these. It's summertime, right? Um, and I was, I don't want to say feeling negative about it, but I was in that space of processing. And I definitely wasn't thrilled with the idea. And I'm still sort of figuring that out. You know, how do I cover this up? Because not a matter of being ashamed or anything like that but 
there are moments of, I don't want cancer to define my whole life. You know, I don't want people to be like, you know, oh, you've got something on your chest. Well, no joke, right? And have to explain <laughs> to somebody what that is. Yeah, duh. <laughs> I wouldn't know <laughs> if I hadn't recently been through this. So I was still, still had a positive mindset. Like I knew it could be worse. Mm-hmm. And I knew this is all for greater good, right? This is preserving my future and my life. But in the moment, like I have those moments where, you know, things bother me a little. So, you know, I guess that's just keeping it real a little. Yeah. Um, it's funny you said uh, the greater good because, uh, when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't really have that mindset. And then like after my step, stepdad died, like, uh, it affected me in a way where I just couldn't see the positive and like bad things. I just had a, re- a real negative attitude. And, um, but when you really think about things, um, like, like, I'm just going to go flat out on air and admit this. Like, I believe in God and, um, but that's me. So, um, my faith was a little bit weaker when I was younger, like I said, but I do believe that everything does happen for a reason. And, um, sometimes you can't figure it out. You re- you really can't figure it out in the moment. Um, but it could be something 10 years down the line. Maybe you go through an experience that it gives you like a certain amount of wisdom and you have the right words for somebody at the right time, 20 years from now, because you've been through something like, I believe in stuff like that. That's me though. So that helps me get through, through bad things. I think, you know, they, they always have a purpose. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Um, and I don't think we always get the answers as to why, You know, and I don't, I'm learning in my faith that I don't need to know why. Like, I can honestly say I have never once since I've been diagnosed asked why. Mm -hmm. Why me? It doesn't, none of that matters. It doesn't change my circumstances. Mm -hmm. I think what matters most is being proactive, just keeping forward, like you're saying, keep pushing. Exactly. When I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you you go ahead and finish that statement. Um, When I first started this journey, I, I don't know, I was in such a different place, right? Like, I got... I found the lump, right? And then I knew I had to go to the doctor. So I go to the doctors and then there's another appointment for imaging. And I just kept looking at, okay, you know, I'm going to go to this one. That's going to be it. I'm going to go to that one. That's going to be it. And I was always worried about getting to work on time or how it affected my work schedule. Mm-hmm. And now I look back and kind of laugh and I'm like, did that really matter? Mm-hmm. Actually, the day I told my mom, I was on my way home from my imaging appointment. I told my mom um, that I was going to have a biopsy. I literally was standing in the kitchen. I was like, I got to go. I'm like, I got to get back to work. I got I to gotta leave. Like I'm later than what I told them I was going to be. And I was like, you know, I stood there and I was like, who has time for this? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to take, I don't want to use my PTO time to go have this procedure done. Mm-hmm. You know, I had two surgeries. And after the first one, I went to work the next day. You know, my obligation really should have been to myself and my health. Yeah, not not to hold that thought, not to cut you off, but isn't it crazy how like we're brainwashed to care about like trivial things? Like mm-hmm. me personally, I care about money because you need money to live. But like, Absolutely. but like, um, we like tend to put importance on things that are not really important in life. Like the most important things to me, uh, family, uh, you know, spending time with loved ones, and like you touched on pursuing your passions and and mm-hmm. just happiness, just trying to yeah. find happiness in life. But not to cut you off. I hope you remember where you're at. Oh, I definitely don't. 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you That's this okay. to expand upon that. Sorry. I'm glad you were, no, no, I'm glad you actually brought this whole thing up, uh, Jocelyn, because it reminds me when you talk about this stuff, which it does irritate me because I've been to the hospital a lot this year, and uh, to get worried about fitting it in and worried about getting terminated or fired or reprimanded because you're just trying to get better is something that really, really irritates me. Uh, yeah. um, but I, I did see your story reminds me of a, a cartoon that I saw a while ago about Breaking Bad. You know, the TV show, right? Yeah. Um, Walter White got cancer. He couldn't afford the therapy. So he went into running drugs or whatever it was making drugs. So, uh, there was a cartoon and it said how that happened in the U S and then it was a cartoon and it said if it happened in the UK and it got, it shows the guy just going, all right, well, I'm going to the hospital and there would have been no TV show. And it's one of those things that I think about sometimes to me, like a story like yours is a perfect scenario of why we need to make sure we take care of our citizens and make sure that they're not worrying about anything else. Like to you, for me, Taking care of you or any of the other citizens, I will gladly pay more taxes for. Do you, does that something you feel now like uh, similar? It's okay if you don't. I'm just curious. I don't know where I stand on that, honestly. Um, I do know I believe everyone should be able to focus on their health and be well and shouldn't have to worry. Um, but I don't know. You know, I'm so independent. I'm always like, I need to take care of this. I need to take care of that. But I do know or believe there are systems and systems in place that are supposed to help people right in in challenging times if that makes sense no yeah it does absolutely i was just curious because i've always always thought that way more or less that uh that we should be helping out people and they shouldn't have to concern themselves with work but um i guess that's a a facet of society but let me let me ask you something um something else is there any hope that you have when you're doing uh the social media stuff that you are going to inspire other people like through it all? Yes. Um, when I posted my very first video, my goal was to inspire one person. Um, and actually I was so beyond surprised. I, my, I posted my video just as I had completed treatment, um, in Boston and my drive home is about three and a half hours when, it, um, from Boston to Vermont. And when I got home, I texted one of my cousins and I was like, oh, hey, I posted a video on Facebook. He's no longer on Facebook. I said, you know, have your wife um, show you the video. And he's like, she told me she watched it like 2,400 people have watched it. And I was like, what? Like, it was insane. Like thousands of people watched this video. Isn't that wild? When you you do something like that and you get like a huge response from strangers, random people, family members. It completely blew my mind. I mean, I had no idea how it happened, why it happened, you know, any of that. Like, I thought maybe 50 of my Facebook friends were going to watch it, like, at most. So the fact that it was viewed, like, thousands of times was just so, I don't know, incredible to me, I guess. Is that is that like, yeah, I was just going to say, is that inspiring back to you then more? Yes. And that's what... um has sort of caused me to continue posting along throughout my journey. You know, I did it sort of as a one-time thing. And that, and I, I don't know how many videos I've posted since then, but I, you know, try to post relatively regularly, but try not to post too much, if that makes sense. <laughs> I love your videos. Um, you know, you also um, put out messages of, like, just, like, hard work and going after it. You just come off as, like, a go-getter. And yeah. like, a, like, I personally love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So that, that inspires me also. Um, but I have, I have another question for you. Sure. So, um, 
and I hope this isn't like redundant for you, but um, what, what's the main positive that has come out uh, from you getting sick? And um, have you learned anything? And has it changed your perspective at all? Yeah. Um, the day I felt the lump, I knew I wasn't living out my passion. I knew, you know, being a banker wasn't where it was at for me. There's nothing wrong with that. But I knew I needed to change what I was doing in my direction. Somewhere um, along the way, I sort of, I think like many people, sort of got cut up in the day-to-day stuff. You know, like I went to work, had to go to the grocery store, make dinner, go to games, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And sort of lost sight of what I envisioned my future would look like, you know, and working toward that. And where I was, what I was doing was not going to get me to where my dreams are. So I knew I was never, or my plan was anyways, to never go back to living that way again. So that right there is inspiring. And, uh, and Don and I can relate because um, that's one of the reasons why we have this podcast. Like there there are certain projects and things that I'm working on and the nine to five for, for me, I, like I knew I've known since I was younger, like it's, it's not for me. Like there's, there's something else. You just feel something inside. And I think, um, I think a lot of people like suppress that maybe out of fear or out of mm-hmm. pressure from people around them. Like if you try to chase something, it's not safe. It's kind of wild. And people try to tell you, you know, oh, you know, that's what are the odds or like, you know, you have a stable job, you know, good pay. Like, so, um, but I'm a dreamer and, uh, you seem like a person that's willing to take chances. Um, but since you touched on that, like, and if you want to share, what are your, what are your passions? What do you, what do you dream about? What do I dream about as far as like a career goes? Like, how am I going to support my family? Or anything you want to talk about. <laughs> it's your okay. episode. So. <laughs> okay. Um, my biggest goals are to free as many people as possible from physical and financial pain. Like when I started going through this, you know, one thing was, you know, I'm a single mom. So there's one income in my home. So if I don't work, if I'm not making money, there's there's no income, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't believe when people find themselves in situations like this, that should be one of their first thoughts. They shouldn't have to worry about that. So, you know, one of my things is, is to help people be as financially free as possible to live a life by their own design and to truly live by choice. I think so many times we get stuck in, like I said, the day to day or, you know, I have this nine to five, but in so many nine to fives, people are capped in their salaries. Like you're only going to go so far. You're only going to earn so much, whether we want to believe that or not. Right. Yeah. You're going to work yourself to the bone and make somebody else rich, the CEO of the company. Exactly. And, you know, through myself, through freeing myself, I want to be able to live more, like adventure more, travel, um, just enjoy more time with friends and family. Mm-hmm. And I also want to give more. Like my heart is so into that. Like I know there's such a need for so much in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start my own non-for-profit. Um, that's something sort of on the horizon. I haven't started actively doing that right now, but that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of my friends and I have recently got together about doing some, um, they're not random acts of kindness because they're going to be planned, but you know, what can we do in small ways to give back? I think it's just sometimes so simple 
you know, and this is one area I held back in because I'm like, oh, I'm not not in a place like time wise, financially, whatever it was in the past. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't have to be in any certain place. It can be just giving time, you know, or or sharing love and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so for me, those are the biggest things that I see coming in my future. And I really, um, my son actually just came downstairs and I really, 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 really want to inspire him, you know, to follow his dreams. Just to hit on this and I hate to interrupt because we keep doing it, but is your having your son an inspiration to you? Like, is it, is it something that like kind of kicks you in the ass to keep you going? Say, you know, if, if I'm not inspiring him, then I'm not doing my job or, or just having him around, like you need to be strong for him. Is that something you ever go through with all that? I, I don't think necessarily. I mean, I do a lot for him, you know, but not until recently did I realize how much more I should be encouraging him, inspiring him. Um, after actually one of my videos I did recently, I realized, um, you know, was I asking him, what does he want to do? Like, how can I help him develop his passion? I've never been a mom who's like, you have to, you have to become this when you get older. But, you know, it's finding that balance between, you know, what are his dreams and pushing him just a little bit further to dream a little bit bigger. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I think he's very lucky to have, I just got to say that. (laughs) Thank you. I think some days he feels that way and others, he thinks his mom's a little little (laughs) trolling. Hard hard on (laughs) okay. But that's, that's the mark of a good mom, you know? There you go. You know, sometimes, sometimes the go ahead, go ahead. Sometimes I say, if you don't think I'm a bad mom, I'm not doing my job. Bam, exactly. Like I don't have kids yet. I, I plan on having kids, but uh, you know, my attitude would be like, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your dad. So yeah, that's how I'm gonna handle that. <laughs> Showing the yeah. tough love, Dave. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a tough balance. I, I would imagine. I don't know. I, I all I have is three dogs adopted, but uh, hey, you're yeah, a dad. They, yeah. <laughs> you got fur babies. Yeah. You know, the only difference is I get to lock the dogs up in a cage and they can't call the cops on me. If now, that's... Oh, <laughs> right. But I've trained my child. Now I can take him out into the world. Like he's potty trained and stuff now and talking. <laughs> and doing all kinds of things. That's good. That's good. That's uh, that's what you want. Right? Um, I, I was, did you have another question? Sorry, Dave. I didn't mean to talk over you there. I did. It's a heavy one. Go ahead. Go first. Well, no, no, no. I was going to say go ahead because I was going to go ahead and do our our thing. Um, But I'll I'll let you get that and then uh, we'll go from there. So go ahead. Sorry. Okay. All right, Jocelyn. So um, I got a good one for you. It's a, it's a deep question. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So, um, and I think I know the answer. I think I do. Do you believe in a higher power and an afterlife? Yes. I am a believer in God. I respect whatever other people believe in, whatever whatever their thing is. But for me, um, I definitely believe in God and I believe in an afterlife. Mm-hmm. So that now sort of propels me to live the life I'm living now, mm-hmm. right? And the one I plan to live, you know, for as long as I'm here. So um, just to touch on it a little further now, is it like a gut feeling or have you, or have you like been through experiences that like cements that for you? Like, you know, for sure there has to be a God, there has to be an afterlife. And um, I'm not going to go on a rant, but I'm going to say in my case, um, it's a gut feeling 
And um, there's no proof, but I think that's the point of faith. And I'm sure there's people listening, rolling their eyes. I don't believe in God. That's cool, right? too, like you said. Um, but I've also been through things. Like, I almost died multiple times. Like, there's been, like, crazy things that happened in my life that it's like, whoa. Like, I just got out of that somehow. And sometimes things work out for me. And it's like something's looking out for me. Um, but I've had events and just, like, a personal gut feeling. How about you? Um. For me, I was raised, you know, to go to church and, and whatnot. And I guess, right, that, that stuck with me all this time. Um, and I know people who have been through, you know, some crazy things and have experiences and people that I trust and love and know. And, you know, but for me personally, it is just a, it's just a faith thing. Like I know, like in my heart or, whatever that, you know, there is a God and that, you know, we are being provided for here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think faith's a crazy thing. If people don't have it, I don't think they understand. I think it's pretty much impossible to understand if it's something you don't have, mm-hmm. you know, but the whole idea of faith, right. Is that you believe in something, whether you, you see it or not. Yeah. That's kind of like the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, right? that, ultimately is what faith is. I posted something just the other day about like, I believe in the sun, even when it's not shining. I believe in love, even when I'm alone, I believe in God, even when he's silent. So, you know, I think we're on a divine path. I think we have free will, but you know, I think there's, there's a greater power, which is so freeing for me, right. That I'm not in control of everything. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. I think um, it's arrogant. This is my personal view. I think it's arrogant to think that you can control every aspect of your life and, and your path completely going forward. I think it's arrogant to think that, you know. Um, but like you said, like I respect if somebody doesn't believe in God, you, if you could believe in a spork is your God, like that's cool. That's, if that's what you believe in, yeah, I respect it. That's I think I've met that guy before. I think he's sleeping under the bridge downtown. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I would never push my beliefs on someone and, and, uh, you know, on the flip side, you know, I don't like it when I see people making, making fun of like religious people Mm -hmm. and I don't like when I see religious people damning people who don't believe in God, you know, like everybody has their path they're going to walk and and you have a right to believe in whatever you want. I think you're kind of hitting on a good point. And this is what we talk about frequently on the show is that, um, you know, you can have an opinion and it's okay. You know, there there seems to be, uh, to Dave and I, this, like, Facebook era, this Twitter era where everybody's just, you know, getting on everybody else because they have a different viewpoint or a different opinion, whatever the case. Um, But there's, like, the level of acceptance is non-existent. Uh, And for us, it's very much, it's why we love doing the show is because we can have people on. And that's a big thing, at least for me, to try to get out to people in general in my daily life. Like, it's okay if you want to say one thing or if he says another thing, you know, as long as it's not hate speech or something, it's cool, man. You have your opinion. We have ours. And nowadays I feel, um, I hate to use that term nowadays, but as adults, it's hard to have conversations with people without it breaking down into like shouting matches, you know, or, or whatever. We hear that in, in our uh, workplace or when you're out and about. So it's one of those things that that's, you know, that's what we try to get out with the show. But, um, I was going to bring it on to a rapid fire. Nobody, nobody is free from the rapid fire and uh, n- not even you, Jocelyn. So it's just going to be a quick few questions. Uh, I don't know if you've had time to, to hear this before, but you'll pretty much get it on the first one. Um, okay. You'll understand how this is going to work. Just uh, answer however you want or, or don't either way. Um, 
No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. The points don't mean anything. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, like, we'll we'll take the first one. Like, seafood steak or tofu? Steak. Okay. Would you rather be a lead singer or a backup dancer? Backup dancer. Would you rather be rock climbing or kayaking in a river? Kayaking in a river. Mm, had to think about that one. I did. Um, space travel, okay, or cross country road trip? Cross country road trip. For sure. I would have gone with space travel. Um, <laughs> I guess it depends on the length of the space travel. But uh, sunglasses beachside, sipping on a Mai Tai, or a skiing mask mountainside, sipping on Definitely some apple on cider. Beach. Definitely so, on the beach. Okay. You know what's funny is almost every time I ask, like, a tropical-oriented question, almost everybody goes to that. Um, so it's, I always try to sneak one in there just to see what everybody's response is. And pretty much everybody, I think with the exception of Edward has said they want to go to a tropical place, but, um, would you rather have annoying neighbors or a bad internet connection? Bad internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Michael Bay or Michael Phelps? Michael Phelps. All right. Uh, rap music or EDM? Rap music. Okay. Uh, all pay being equal, would you rather study to be a doctor or apprentice to be a master woodcrafter? Master woodcrafter. See, I like that. That's what I was going to go with. All right, and the last one, the last one, uh, would you rather climb Trump Towers with suction cups or climb the Great Wall of China? <laughs> Great Wall of China. <laughs> I like your nod to that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that we saw yesterday, and it was like, what is going on? Here? Some people are a wild man. Oh my, my sister sent me a picture. She works at Trump Tower. So she got out of work and, like, sent this picture. She's like, there's more cops and, like, tourists than usual. And she's like, I looked up, and there's this guy. What happened with the guy? This what was guy's, the, like, like a, in the window like this? Yeah. Dude, he was climbing well, with suction cups. What's that? He was, he was climbing with suction cups, right, like up the side of the building. I didn't yeah. get to see the end of it, like so I don't know. It was just like, okay, I'm turning this off now. This morning, I thought I heard on the radio that the cops finally, like, got him and took him to, like, Bellevue Hospital. But he was, like, trying to get, like, a meeting with Trump or something. Well, I, I, heard, I heard that's the way they pick their apprentice programs. Yeah. You know, like, I saw Gary Busey climbing the side once, and I think that's how he got on. That was wild. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me about Gary Busey, by the way. <laughs> He's I a crazy dude. I sent my sister a text saying, somebody tell this guy he's not Spider-Man. <laughs> tell him to get yeah. down. <laughs> dude, he did it though, right? I mean, like, I don't know how high up he went. Like I said, I didn't watch the end, and I don't really have the news in my house, but I saw it on the internet, and he was definitely higher than 20 feet off the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think he got pretty high. I don't know for sure, because I don't watch the news, so I don't really know, but he got it was, up. It was like no safety line either. Like, no. all of us was connected to those suction cups. <laughs> That's insane. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be insane to do that, true. That's brave. No, that is brave. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you post personal information about, uh, you know, coming through on something that's uh, very sensitive, that's brave and courageous. Climbing the side of a building <laughs> is adventurous. Guys, maybe. Yeah, that's a yeah. Um, uh, you know. I got a, I got another question for you, Jocelyn. I only got a few more. I okay. When I dragging this out, but um, so. Following you, I noticed you like to run. You're into working out. How important is fitness to you, and like, what does it do for you personally? Okay, so in all honesty, I hate running. Hate it. I'm not a thank runner you, by you. nature. Me either. Sorry, continue on, but I hate running too. But I used I, to hate it. <laughs> I solely do it for the benefits. Um, is and a doctor I, doctor prescribed benefits? You mean? No, no, no. Like, just for me, you know, there is that, like, the runner's high is real. 
It is. Yep. So I get out there and do it for that reason. Like physically, obviously, it's so good for you. But I just think overall, like mind, body, and soul wellness is just so important. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, there's nothing like running. That's why I do it. You know, I'm someone when I work out, I need to know like I worked out when it's done. Like I, I have to be sweaty, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Maybe that's gross. Maybe that's too much on here. <laughs> But um, that's cool. <laughs> um, you know, I can't like work out and be like unsure when I'm done if I actually did anything. Yeah, that's cool. No, um, I totally get that. Um, I used to be more into running, but the the runner's high is a hundred percent real, and a lot of people like don't they don't get it. It's like, um, you know, when you push your body to like limits and and you actually um you make it and push through, you feel like amazing after. You feel so accomplished and um. I mean, uh, for me, I have to run with music though. And and it's funny. I used to like hate dubstep, but for some reason, I find dubstep just amazing to run to. Really? I would have never guessed. Yeah, dude. Everybody's always like, we listen to death metal when I run or whatever. Okay. Well, that works too, but like the, the continuous beat. And then when it gets all crazy, like boom, boom, you just, you just get like a burst. That's me. Do do you, do you listen to drop beats or whatever they call it? (laughs) Like Skrillex, sorry. I don't, I don't know anything about dubstep, by the way. I listen to, uh, whatever. I put like the dubstep radio on Pandora. Ah, uh, okay. But, um, Justin, do you listen to music when you run or you just like to listen to nature and your footsteps? I listen to music or podcasts. That's another thing I do. Funny um, blunt truth? You know, <laughs> I was I waiting for it. I was recently introduced. I <laughs> will be now. Um, Typically, podcast-wise, I listen to Jalen and Jacoby. They're a favorite of mine. Um, Mike and Mike sometimes. It all depends. I have, like, Dave Ramsey. He's, like, a financial guy. I listen to that sometimes. Mm-hmm. My son was like, you listen to this while you're running? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> your body brings your heart rate down and calms you. You're, like, focusing on numbers and okay. strategies. Yeah. Yeah. So it just like- depends. Like that's a not to make it a fitness thing, but like um fitness episode, but like that's a key to running, like controlling your breathing. If you can mm-hmm. control your breathing and calm down and not be all panting and crazy, like you'll, yeah. you'll run pretty far. Mm-hmm. Um, Don, do you have a question? Uh, no, sorry, oh. <laughs> I was really listening to that. I got distracted. Okay, I was thinking about EDM or whatever it was. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a dumb question, Don? I have a Go. question for you. What's yeah, no. EDM? EDM, electronic dance music. It's the, oh. it's dubstep, right? I mean, that's the oh. same thing. It's okay. electronic <laughs> dance music. You gotta come up with a fancy term. I think that's where they take lots of drugs and they all get in a group and jump around and wait for the beat to drop. Um, Jocelyn, I have another question for you. Um, and I, and I hope this isn't redundant also, but, um, why is it important to you, uh, to have a positive outlook in, in life? I don't know. I don't know how to be any other way. This is just who I am. I, from looking at other people and what they go through, I think sometimes it, it can bring out the, the worst in you if, if your attitude isn't positive, you know, and what you're going through. For example, after my first treatment, I did not feel well at all that evening when I got home. Um, like 1030 at night, not feeling good in any, any manner. And I started thinking about how I was physically feeling. And I remember sitting there and I was like, okay, nope, nope, not going down that road. This is the worst it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm over it. Like, you feel fine. It's okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it was literally, that was the worst it was for me throughout all my chemo treatments. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you can actually will something to be a certain way, but I think just remaining positive. But I think back and if I had continued down the road, of this is how I feel and it doesn't feel good and that sort of thing. I would have just sort of gone down the rabbit hole is like what I call it, you know, and just sort of been sucked into, you know, the negative feelings that go along with it. Mm-hmm. And I just reminded myself, like, it could be worse. It could be so much worse. That That's what I think about all the time. That helps me on a day to day. Like, there's always somebody that has been in the same predicament and pushed through or in a, mm-hmm. or in a worse, you know, situation. Um, but yeah, the mind is like so powerful, you know, like I, I feel like you can will yourself. You can like trick yourself. That happens to me every day at work. I'm like, I want to be here. <laughs> I love this place. I got to the place where I couldn't even do that anymore. That's when you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's tough, time to go. Yeah, you got it. You got to keep the positive up, man. You have to, yeah. especially when you start to, I think the brain is a funny thing like that where it, you, you can start to dig into a negative space. And your brain, I think, sometimes will help accelerate and reinforce and accelerate and reinforce. And then pretty soon you find yourself questioning your friends or your family and then, you know, your own motives. And then it's hard sometimes to get a grip on yourself and say, that's not the right way. We need to think positive, you know, because I had I had issues growing up. With, and I hate to do this stuff with a guest who's been on with much worse stuff. But I had a, a, a bout of skin cancer when I was, uh, I was like 14 or something. And they constantly were had to remove chunks of skin off my back. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So I was always on like public transportation on a bus and the, uh, the wounds would reopen. There'd be blood all over the, my back and, you know, all over the seat and, you know, like 13, 14 years old. And, you know, they're like, this is the worst kind of cancer you can have, this, that and the other thing. So it, it's easy. Uh, to go into a state of negativity and it's very tough to bring yourself out, but I do think it's important to do so, you know, because I, at least for me, I don't think there was ever like a switch where I started thinking positively. I think it was just something you learn over time with how to deal with that negativity. Um, you know, I think it's important at least just to reinforce that to keep pushing positively. Definitely. I, I agree with that. Um, Jocelyn, I have a, a, a good question for you. I think it's okay. a good. So <laughs> you inspire a lot of people, uh, uh, you know, you promote positivity, you inspire people. What inspires you and name a person you look up to and you admire? Oh, wow. It could be more than one. Okay. There are a lot of people who inspire me. Um, can, I, can I ask a question? Can it be anybody through time either? Like anybody? Anybody at all. All right. So they can be anybody, whether I know them or not. Okay. Yep. So there are, oh my God, there are so many. <laughs> um, my grandmother. <laughs> My grandmother being one of them, um, I absolutely adored her. And I think that's where I get my, my, a lot of my strength and my independence from. Mm -hmm. Um, Michael Jordan is another one. I think he's amazing. The fact that he didn't make his high school basketball team is a testament to his like tenacity Mm -hmm. and strength. Um, to go on and be, in my opinion, the greatest basketball player of all time. I, I agree with that. Point, 100%. 100% agree with I that. I know there are lots of people. I don't know how many people are going to hear this, but there are going to be some people who disagree with that one. They don't, they don't know any better. I don't mind. It's okay. <laughs> they can be wrong. <laughs> they are. <laughs> um, oh, man. So along the athlete line, Muhammad Ali, right? I mean, how many people are just going to declare they're the greatest before they really even are? Yeah, you know, again, amazing. commitment, dedication. 
I know I'm not going to name drop on some people that I know, but there are some people in my life who are just so committed and dedicated to their dreams. Like when you talk to them, they talk about what they're doing, like their passion, like, you know, they're going to do it. Like, you know, they're all in Mm -hmm. and people like that, you know, just inspire me incredibly. Mm -hmm. Um, my, I think all of my siblings in different ways inspire me. I know they do. Um, my sister who passed away was literally an angel, like legitimately an angel. And I honestly, before this whole part of my journey, I had said to my mom years ago, I have no idea how someone can have such a diagnosis and be like, so po- like, I don't think I could do that. I remember my mom saying like, well, you could, you know, here I am. Right. But, and then, you know, my other siblings inspire me just through, we're all so different, but we're similar. Um, my brother's like super smart and sciencey. Like he, when he sets a goal to do something, like it's going to happen. Right. You know, um, and he's doing amazing things. And same with my sister. I think she's, I admire her creativity. She has something I don't, you know, she can like write and draw and I'm not even slightly artistic in the least. <laughs> Hence why I didn't want to be a lead singer when you asked the question. Um, hey, but you wanted to be a woodworker though, over a doctor. Yeah, I don't think that's I artsy. Wants to be a doctor. Nobody wants to be a doctor. <laughs> I would be I would legitimately be sick and I would probably cry every day. So yeah. I couldn't do it. Um I don't know. I just find inspiration in so many people for different reasons. Like one of my really good friends, she has like the biggest heart, the biggest heart. Um, when things happen in the world, she gets like, she gets so saddened by them. Like her heart, she just wants to help everybody. And I just think to me, that's so amazing. And it takes a lot from that. Yeah, I agree with that. Isn't it sad though? Like how, you know, you have like these amazing people with, with huge hearts and it's almost like, they're almost not made for this world because so many mm-hmm. people will take advantage of that. And it's sad. It's yeah. sad. You can, have, you can have the greatest person ever and somebody out there will try to take advantage of them. And it's yep. so sad. Yep. And I, I, I don't need to say, but also my parents naturally um, are so inspiring to me and have just been, I've been blessed with I'm trying to find the word. Sorry. Um, Support. Yeah, support, and I think they truly, you know, raised us to be whatever we wanted to be, you know, know that anything was possible. They provided me with, um, you know, many opportunities. I was the child, if you ask my brother, I, I was a brat. I was um, several <laughs> several years older than At least my you're younger. honest about it. <laughs> I mean, he probably wasn't wrong either. <laughs> Um, I was several years older than my siblings. So growing up, like I went to like gymnastics camp, golf camp. I played basketball, like went to camp, played AU, did all this stuff. I like wanted to play the violin. My mom bought me a violin and like I probably went to two lessons and like was out on the situation. (laughs) So, you know, I think my mom learned from me that, you know, sometimes kids just like want to do things on a whim and you probably shouldn't like invest a whole lot, you know, necessarily into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so lucky in that way that, you know, my mom did invest in me in that way and did believe in me and encourage me. 
And my, my siblings did get things to us, not that they didn't, but he's like, seriously, he's like, you had instruments, <laughs> everything. <laughs> That's cool. Awesome supportive parents there. Um, so, um, Jocelyn, um, I got a couple of final questions for you. Um, okay. what message do you have for, uh, people out there in any kind of struggle, like people that are struggling through something, it could be health wise, it could be financial, just people in a struggle. What message do you have for those people? I think whatever you're going through, there's always a way. And if you're still, if you're still here, you know, you're not done. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not over. I think some people are so, I don't want to say quick, but you know, they'll quit. They'll be like, Oh, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. And I think, as individuals, you know, we need to take some control and responsibility, you know, for what's going on. Um, physically, maybe not so much depending on, depending on what's going on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've been blessed to meet a lot of people, um, since starting this part of my journey. And a few of which who were diagnosed to be like terminally ill, you know, given a month to live. And we're talking, this was years ago and they're fine now. So, mm -hmm. You know, I think before we start to feel down and out and too sorry for ourselves, you know, just try to remain focused on the bigger picture, you know, tomorrow. I mean, who knows if tomorrow will really come. But, you know, I think as long as I'm here, I'm always going to believe tomorrow's going to come, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to just stay focused in that way. Mm -hmm. Never give up. That's a, an amazing an amazing and inspiring message. I bet you that's why people like watching your videos right there. <laughs> I told you, dude. I told you. We had to get her on. I know. But I tell you, like I, <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like, I'm just being me. Like, I don't know. But I think that's something. I think that's something, though. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when they post to social media, they, they portray a, a facade or a fake front. And when somebody uh, posts something in sincerity and and who's genuine i think it actually usually courses right through all the bullshit um mm -hmm. and it usually can hit people square in the face and i think they i think people can actually pick up on that and i think that's why even if they don't understand it videos like yours or even some of the other people that i follow who's been through traumatic things who've recovered and you know are opening up uh their own uh uh, shelter programs, whatever the, the uh, case is. I think that's why we all gravitate to those things. At least that's, that's just my, uh, my hypothesis. Um, is because, you know, there's so much, and you, I'm sure you've probably seen it. I think we all have, you know, people try to post that they have the perfect life. Mm -hmm. Um, and that they're so great and that everything's so fantastic. And, yeah. You know, that's, that's, like that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, as, as great as life is, I mean, it's not perfect. I don't even know what that is anymore. I used to, you know, like strive for perfection. I don't even know that that exists. I don't even know what it actually is. You know, mm -hmm. things are constantly changing. You have to almost like embrace the chaos because like <clears throat> the way that I view life is like, you know, <laughs> it's like you're floating in the ocean. You have like dips and waves and mm -hmm. some people have this. And I used to think like this. I used to be like, oh, I can't wait for the day when everything's going to be great. Well, guess what? Things are not always going to be great. Yeah. Something's always going to come up and you're going to go through something and you got to deal with it. And it's like once you accept that, that life is like ups and downs. I mean, it's a lot easier for you. That's so true. So That's how true. I view it. I, I agree 100%. I don't think there's ever going to come a time where, you know, we can look into the future and say nothing, nothing sort of bad, negative is ever going to happen again. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, truth is we're all – you know, all these people who are on this earth today, you know, aren't going to be tomorrow sort of thing. And some, you know, like I always keep that in mind. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to live in the moment, you know, be happy now. Don't, don't think like, Oh, I'm going to be happy later on when all this passes. You got to be happy in the moment. Yeah. Like I like to say I'm done with the struggle. Um, but you know, my journey isn't over either. You know, I still have like hard work to do. I have a lot, you know, I want to accomplish, but, and it all, it all takes time. Like I recently was reflecting on, on my journey, you know, like I, I reached out and wanted to inspire one person. And I was like, okay, you know, I have to take my own advice too. Right. Like I really have to be like, I can't just get on social media and say whatever I want and mm-hmm. not live it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that because there are certain things I'm, I'm not where I want to be, but life really is all about the journey. You know, I'm on the journey to those places, if you will, or those goals and those dreams. Yep. It's about the journey, not the destination, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, you have to go through the journey. Otherwise, I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Trip. <laughs> I don't know if I brought this up earlier, and I think I meant to. I've noticed like a through uh, thread, even through, even though we've had, you know, uh, all kinds of different celebrities on, you know, from arm wrestlers to actors, directors, uh, singers, and they all have, and including yourself, that kind of drive to be something that like nobody else uh, would do or would give up on. And it's your, your scenario is a little bit different, obviously. Um, but the attitude is what I'm saying is what I notice through everybody that we've interviewed. And those are the people that have made it big or that are still just starting out making it big or that you've overcome cancer, you know, battling it um, that I've just noticed. I think it's just an interesting observation. Oh, wow. That's all. So, okay. Yeah. I just, I just think there's, there's a certain attitude to people who are successful in life. I think that's what I'm getting at. And, uh, it's, it's interesting to find that in somebody else who, uh, is going through a different scenario, who's not just somebody on TV or just somebody who's, you know, uh, you know, some athlete or whatever. So it's, uh, fascinating. To touch, to touch on that, Don, one thing that I noticed is like, um, you know, this, uh, the group of people that you mentioned, including Jocelyn, if I can speak for, it's like, it's like, you're like, you look past the illusion of like life. Like you, you know, you like, you know, what's important, uh, you know, you're chasing your goals and passions and getting out of the hamster wheel. But, uh, I agree with that statement, Don, <clears throat> but, um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't have any more questions, questions for Jocelyn. Do you, Don? No, I'm actually good. I just, you know, wanted to say uh, many thank yous for coming on, uh, for trusting in us to, to have you on, uh, and, and letting us, uh, get to hear your story and letting the world get to hear it. So uh, many thanks. Thank you yep. so, so much. Like it means so much to me that um, Dave, that you reached out. I appreciate it so much. I can't like, honestly, no words. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel very humbled and honored mm-hmm. to I, be I, here. I got to say like, um, we feel honored. If I can speak for Don, I feel honored. Um, thank you for accepting. Thank you for being on. I'm going to continue to follow you. And, um, we would like to have you back on at some point later on, you know, follow up and, and, uh, we could, we could chat some more about life. How, how right. does that sound? Sounds great. Sounds good awesome. to me. Awesome. Right. So, uh, Jocelyn, I, I wish you the very, very, very best. I mean, that from the bottom of my heart and, uh, you, you just come across as such a great, good person and, uh, good things happen to good people. So oh, I got a lot thank of faith you. in you. And I wish you the best. I know when we originally talked, it's been a while now. Um, and your all your goals and dreams. Thank you so much. Thank You're you welcome. so much. So, um, so for you guys listening, um, that's going to wrap up episode 23. I hope you enjoyed it. 
I thought it was a great, inspiring episode. Um, Don, do you have anything in closing? No, I agree with you. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> do you want to do you want to plug our our pages? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well there is that. Uh, sorry, I got, got sidetracked with the story there. Um, yeah, everybody uh, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram, Funny Blunt Truth, uh, on Podomatic as well, uh, and uh, on Gmail, it's Funny Blunt Truth Podcast at gmail dot com. Feel free, uh, yeah, iTunes. That's the one I always forget. Subscribe. That means a lot to us on iTunes. Um, you know, send us an email. Tell us what you like. Uh, feel free to follow uh, Jocelyn as well. Uh, if they want, do you uh, have any place you want to send them to? Sure. Um, I'm recently on Instagram. Um, it's Jocelyn underscore Holly. And I'm on Facebook. You can find me there, too. Um, we can also plug the pages in the description if, if okay. you like. You know? That sounds so. good. I think that'll be great. Uh, the more people you reach, you're a really positive, awesome person, the better the world will be. We need more people like you. Oh, yeah. So, um, so like I said, that'll wrap up uh, episode 23. Thanks for listening, guys. And thanks again to Jocelyn for being on. Uh, until next episode, take care. Mm-hmm.